0: Hi, my name is Emily, I'm an employer brand consultant at Get Your Guide, and you're listening to Talented, Get Your Guide's recruiting podcast. Now on to the interview.
1: So my name is Luisa. I'm the senior tech sourcer. I joined last year in February. Um, I was a sole um, sourcer back then, but then they built a team around me. Um, So now we are six sourcers and I have a manager. So um, the function really grew. And now I currently focus on data sourcing.
0: Okay. And you were the first full-time sourcer. Mm -hmm. I'm Eleonora.
2: I'm um, business sourcer, means that I'm uh, taking care of the business side of the company, so sales, content, business development. I joined the company in uh, January this year. It was the first time they had a business sourcer in the team, so things are evolving a lot. I think uh, we are boosting the business team in this way, and of course we are trying to hire as many people as possible because the business side requires a lot of positions. In this way, the sourcer is a crucial uh, role for the business So,
0: And do you both support on all of the technical roles and all of the business roles, or are there key disciplines or key roles that you're really focusing all of your energy into? Are you going more broad or really mm-hmm. deep? Since I
1: started, I had the chance to work in several uh, different roles, from backend, frontend, mobile, um, also different seniorities. So for me, it's easy to switch the focus um, in case the engineering teams require or have new priorities. Okay. Um, at the moment, I do focus only on data positions because the tech sourcing team, it's a bit bigger. So we are four people and each of us have a different discipline we focus on. So this way we also try to be domain experts on okay. the roles that we are sourcing for.
0: And what about on the business
2: side? On the business side, actually we are focusing on sales and business development. In my case, I'm focusing on sales. I'm focusing on Paris and London because they are the main destinations in mm-hmm. Europe and uh, they require people that are already um, knowing the market, mm-hmm. already with a good, set of skills that can be used uh, um, in the team, and so we need some to go really deep into the role. For this reason, we decided to focus on certain roles that are priority for the company. And uh, as we are Mm -hmm. building a new business development team, we are going to source also for that because it's very specialized.
3: When you go deep on these searches and these, like when you're focused on like data or different destinations and sales what are ways that you're you know utilizing all this industry knowledge that you're accumulating Mm -hmm. and how do you share that with the recruiters or share that with like the the business
1: Mm -hmm. so in our case we definitely want to focus on hiring people that come from environments of excellence in engineering the more we search the more we interview people and the whole knowledge that all employees bring into the company we gather all that in a document and we have like a list of companies that we would like to approach a list of environments of excellent top tech companies or product companies that are going through a similar phase as we are at get your guide or have gone through this already hyper growth so, exactly uh-huh. they have scale already so we're looking for those specific people So we do have a document where it gathers all this information and we constantly share it with the team. We constantly keep updating it. Um, And I think it's like one of the key uh, resources that we have in order even for the recruiters who cannot dedicate as much time as we do in sourcing, it is like the go-to document that they can use to start their search as well.
2: Yeah, it's similar in business, actually. We have some companies that we know are fast places so Mm -hmm. we know that people from there can learn fast. they might have the same field like industry backgrounds or travel industry commerce and in this way we know that they can adapt to the new environment quickly in in this way we know that going from one company to the other is going to be fast and their development into the team will be fast as well so they can start right away to be integrated into the team uh, and do uh, a good job at the end. So
3: it sounds like we have a, a wish list of people we want to hire and um, or companies we want to recruit <laughs> from. Um, and so, what is the what's the success we have, and, and how do you nurture the relationships to to be able to hire from this wish wish list?
1: I think, first of all, as a sourcer, one of our main skills is to build relationships with passive people.
0: Just quickly, what is a passive person?
1: A passive candidate is everyone who is not actively looking for a job. Okay. Um, and an active candidate is someone who is actively applying for jobs. Okay. And one of the uh, big successes that we had in the recruitment team regarding into building relationships is the CRM. So we have a candidate relationship management system where we have built talent pools for different uh, roles that we have at the company. And in this CRM, we just have our wish list of candidates and we just have to approach them in the right time with the right opportunity. Because it may not be today, but that doesn't mean that it will not be tomorrow. So we just have to also be on top of their mind whenever they are open to new opportunities. They have to keep Get Your Guide in mind and saying, okay, this is a great place to go. So whenever I am willing to change positions or looking for a new challenge, this is a place I have to apply.
2: My strategy is more like finding out what they want and trying to point out what Get Your Guide can offer to them. And in this way, it's maybe a more short-term approach compared to the CRM, and this way I always try to find out what is crucial for them, what kind of, uh, what part of the job they prefer, and I try to match that with the responsibilities of the job at you get You need also to understanding people in this job and being kind of a detective in <laughs> finding out uh, what is important for that person? What's the motivation, the drive that mm-hmm. will um, convince them to switch job uh, or company?
3: and so On I'm the passive candidates, like I've seen it when I've done sourcing, like people that are like, recruiters do not contact me. How does that make you feel? Because I know how it makes me feel.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it makes me feel that I pretty much approached, like they are very um, much contacted by a lot of people. But I do believe that we have great opportunities that get your guide. So maybe he, this person was approached with so great opportunities. So for me, as a sorcerer, that doesn't stop me from contacting someone.
3: Um,
0: it doesn't. If you it, saw that in the no. headline. Oh, wow. Okay.
3: <laughs> so I don't contact the person, but I feel the same way. <laughs> you know, like I'm not trying to sell you something that you don't need. Like, maybe exactly. you don't need a new job, but like why not like put the company on your radar Mm -hmm. like, because maybe you've never heard of it. I'm not in touch with every single company in the world, but like information's being proactively brought to me, like about good companies or good cultures or um, good products, then why not listen to it? Or at least um, be open to to hearing about it. Because if it's Mm -hmm. not the right timing for you today, then it might be the right timing for you two, three, five, six years from now. Mm -hmm. Definitely.
1: And also those people, if you make a great impression as a sourcer or as a recruiter, you're not being super aggressive and you're mindful with the message that you send, you're already building a relationship with them, right? Right. You're also representing the company. It's also employer branding. And by building a good relationship with them, it happened to me in the past that they were not open to new opportunities, but they did refer someone.
2: I think the crucial point here is that you need to be respectful of them. So if they want to be contacted, but You have a good message, you have a good opportunity, and they still don't want to get in touch with you. I think that's the moment to stop. But um, I think before that point, uh, you can always try.
3: What keeps the motivation going? Because I I sometimes hear that sometimes like recruiters or people are like, they don't want to do the sourcing work. They, they, They think it's too monotonous or it's... They don't have time because they got to block off time in their their schedules to do it. So, mm-hmm. is this is you know your full time role? Well, what what's the thing that you find engaging and keep you motivated?
2: I like the challenge. Sometimes mm-hmm. when you have a sorcerer for a role, it means that role is particularly challenging. Mm-hmm. You don't find people you have open since long time, so it's like chasing the goal. Arriving okay. to a point where you found someone that is perfect. And uh, especially in Paris right now, I, all, I really want to provide to Marion and Cecile the best candidate, the idea profile they want. And this is challenging, so it boosts the motivation, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. I think, um, for me, changing jobs is a life decision, you know, and you get to be the person who actually influences that, right? Mm-hmm. Um So some of the hires I made, they told me I would have never thought about Get Your Guide, but because they didn't know the company before, right? But this is a great decision. Thank you for Mm -hmm. contacting me. So also, I am grateful because they are grateful to me, right? Mm -hmm. And that keeps you motivated. And also, like, throughout the time, I also see that um, the perception of the sourcing team is different throughout the, the time here at Get Your Guide. Before, it was only me and perhaps another person and then the recruiters also source but now they really see us as a valuable team and they do see us as um a very knowledgeable um like experts part. In, exactly okay. we are like domain experts of their roles and i can hear sometimes some recruiters saying please i need help from sourcers so they really take us seriously, you know. We are not just maybe junior people or associates or or those people who are like LinkedIn monkeys and then just bring them. I was
0: just thinking LinkedIn monkey. Yeah. That was the exact phrase that was in my mind.
1: <laughs> We're not yeah. LinkedIn monkeys. We really bring um a lot of value not only to the recruiters but also the businesses as too, you know. So it really keeps you motivated every time a hiring manager says, Thank you so much. Or even when the candidate or the family of the of the candidate we hire, they also appreciate that.
3: So when a company is thinking about, you know, hiring their first sourcer, any, any tips that you would give them?
1: I think um, the first tip that I would give is just to think, what are you expecting this person what problem are you expecting this person to solve in your company? Because if you're just looking for LinkedIn monkeys, you probably need to just outsource or are you looking for a sourcer to hire hard-to-fill positions? Are you looking for a sourcer to bring a pipeline? So just think about the problem that you have and that will also define the person that you're looking for. But it's definitely worth the investment.
2: The company needs to know though that it's a long-term job. It's not like you hire someone for sourcing and then you have to hire in a month. Mm-hmm. It requires building strategy, building... Uh, relationships, building, understanding of the role, because if you don't understand the role, you're not able to reach the right people, and you need to understand the profile to talk to them. Like with sales, uh, those people are used to negotiate and talk, and you need to be on top of everything. You need to use the same language they use. So a company needs to know that sourcing is not fast solution, but it's an investment and it requires
3: planning. Mm-hmm. Thing. Yeah, I hear sourcers are harder to find than recruiters. And we have a hard time finding recruiters. Um, any any tips the, when somebody's hiring their first sourcer, you know, like what, what they should either look for when they're mm-hmm. they're interviewing somebody?
1: You have to try to look for someone who is, first of all, passionate about researching because part of our job is researching the market, researching the talent and also who have good selling skills, right? And we are not afraid to talk to people and sell.
2: Then you need to be persistent because most of the time you will not find the right person the first trial and it might take months, month and uh, you're going to have a lot of rejection from the hiring manager so you need to keep looking and keep understanding better and better where the Mm. problems are, where you are making the mistake. So you need to be curious uh, and determined in reaching Mm. the right person. I
1: think you also have to be a bit resilient, right? Because Mm. um, especially in companies like Get Your guy, our hiring bar is really high. And it's getting higher because we hire very good people, so the talent is is very good here. I get you, guide. So you have to be resilient and be prepared that your candidates will probably be rejected, right?
2: Then you need to adapt exactly strategy because mm-hmm. if it doesn't work the first time, maybe there is something that you need to change. So you need yeah. to go back,
0: see where the problems are. And yeah, you're
2: constantly calibrating. Yes, exactly. Yeah.
0: I have two questions. So the first is that you mentioned relationship building with candidates, which I think, of course, as a sourcer is super important. But also, I think a successful sourcer is really close with the hiring manager and is really close with the recruiter. Mm
3: -hmm. And
0: so how do you build your relationship with the recruiter and the hiring manager so that they trust you? Mm -hmm. And then maybe second, how do you involve the greater hiring team. Are you reaching out to interviewers? Are you getting their insight? How are they helping you in creating your search, landing the candidate, et cetera?
1: In my case, I am very closely working with the recruiter I'm of our data recruitment recruiter. We have weekly one-on-ones where we talk about our current challenges, our current pipeline, we have to do we have to refocus at some week. Are we having too many candidates being rejected? Where are they being rejected? Do we have to calibrate? We constantly look at analytics just to try to solve problems and try to make hiring faster, right? Okay. But not only it's with the recruiter, but we also have, um, well, recruiters have weekly or biweekly one-on-ones with their hiring managers, and I am invited to all of them. I constantly meet the hiring managers. I, it's also good to hear from firsthand hand. What is exactly what they are looking for? Mm-hmm. What is the problem they are trying to solve? Why are we opening this position now? Why is it now a priority? Um, and it also gives you a sense of the priority of the role and keeps you closer to to the hiring manager. So I also feel I'm giving a service to someone who really needs my service. Mm-hmm. You
2: know? Yes, in business is quite the same. You, have, you start the search with a call with the hiring manager because... Of course, uh, with sales and destination managers, uh, you need to know the market. Mm -hmm. And uh, I cannot know the market for every single city I search for. So um, the area manager is the point of contact because they might know uh, some companies in a city that are specialized in travel industry or e-commerce. They might have in their connection network some connections. And uh, so you start with them. In this way, you have an overview of the role and uh, of the priorities, of the challenges and of the perks of the job, Mm -hmm. which is something that helps you also to sell the role at the end. And then I have, with uh, the recruiter, weekly a meeting to discuss the pipeline, what's wrong during the course, so uh, what kind of keywords in the search doesn't work, what needs to be adjusted. Sometimes you have... To, you have to recalibrate and you think, okay, traveling industry maybe is not the right uh, industry to look for and um, they talk to their manager as well. So it's um, ex- exchanges information to align better. And I think that's crucial because if you don't, if you cannot talk to the recruiters, talking to people, you miss some part of you the role, the information, and the market, because, mm-hmm. of course, you need to build up so your idea of the market to get a better understanding.
1: Yeah. I also think it's worth to sit, or, well, in engineering, we have the lucky to be sitting all together. Most mm-hmm. of the engineers are sitting here in Berlin. So it's worth to sit with them, have a chat, discuss the role, because they are also the interviewers.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so we can also understand better not only what they are assessing, so I also try to source for what they assess, but also to understand what's the impact of the role, right? Because this will be also part of my pitching
0: right,
3: and part of my selling strategy.
0: And how often are you refining your search? Is it like day-to-day you are making changes?
3: When I'm doing searches, like it's almost like you're, I'm refining all the time. Um,
0: yeah, constant. I'm like constantly okay.
3: like switching my keywords. It depends on like what results come back to me, if I'm... If I have a good search string going, like, I'll go, like, 10 pages easily going through candidates. And, like, okay, if I can still send out Mm -hmm. messages on page 10, Mm
0: -hmm. then I
3: feel like that's a good search string. If it's not, like, a good string on, like, page 2, I can't send messages. Mm -hmm. Like, I have to constantly be refining. And I think part of our job, too, is to, like, refine our searches and bring candidates that might not be, like... On the wish list of what we want in the job description, but bring like really good, high quality people mm-hmm. to the business and say, "This is what's from the market. These are people that we reached out to. They might not have all the skills like travel industry or whatever, but like they have really strong skills." And mm-hmm. and then educate the business. Like maybe these people can learn mm-hmm. some of these things like industry pretty quickly um, and work with the business. That's it has to be a business partnership.
1: I think you always have like this kind of wish list or ideal candidate. So of course you you try to get the best candidates, but that doesn't mean that that you're done and you hire someone, right? So you always have to refine, calibrate, untap other markets, untap other uh, companies, you know. Um, So you have to try different things because otherwise you are gonna run out of results like in one week.
3: When you started, did the business know what a sorcerer is?
1: No, I think it was very confusing. Um, I think they thought I was pretty much an intern here, you know, helping the recruiter. <laughs>
3: ah,
0: okay.
1: Yes. But that was also thanks for, uh, to the recruiter that was also introducing me to all the bis- to the business side, right? They were explaining what I was doing, why I was there. And as soon as I started delivering candidates, they saw the value. And on the first hire, it was amazing when I made the first hire. I think it's also because um, a, a sorcer is a role that, first of all, it's not in every company. It's quite a new um, position to have. We used to have recruiters uh, and then maybe agencies, um, but that I think at the moment is not enough. So the talent market is driven by candidates and they are the ones deciding where to go. It's not anymore of like, okay, the company selects. <music>